It's a Monday. Welcome to the uh, podcast today. It's Monday, January 25th, about 20 minutes before 3 o'clock here, the podcast edition of the show. It's Eric Chase and the fam. Hi, Alex. Hi. Hello. Shwello. Hello. Um, I'm hoping that we can have... Uh, we can have Max, and I don't want to mispronounce his last name, so we'll just have him and his mom do it. Uh, Max, who sold a lot of hot chocolate over the weekend, $13,000 worth. Wow, the, the market price for hot chocolate is it's expensive. That's some Starbucks stuff. Um, Jesus. $13,000. 6, $6,000 $6, on Saturday, 7000 on Sunday. Hot chocolate to go to the family of Officer Stalker. And uh, I'm hoping to have Max... And his mom on shortly, uh, but oh. we got a bunch of other things to get to. First, you uh, you didn't watch Old Boy, right? Thomas, I did not. No, I watched. I caught the end of the Last Samurai, which I was forced to watch. You know, it's not my thing. Yeah, that definitely wasn't the homework that you were given. But whatever. If you guys want to rewatch <laughs> things you've seen a bunch. Um, it's not my thing. It's Thomas's thing. He can watch it himself. I get it. All right. All right. All right. Um, well, he's got the homework. And what I forget what my threat I threw at him was last week. Something like, if you don't watch it by then, just forget about Alex. I forget. <laughs> I don't know. But beyond that, I was actually at like last night and I thought of you. It was so funny. He never listens to the show, so we don't have to worry about this. But um, last night he says, you know, we talk about some of the things we're going to do when we move. And he says in the base, in his little man cave, he wants a samurai sword on display. So he wants a stand and a samurai sword. And I'm like, you know, Eric would know where I could find a samurai sword. Cause I think he wants one too. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've, uh, I've hit dead ends so far. I asked, oh, uh, crap. I asked Gary who does the Monroe pop fest. Uh-huh. And he says, there's extra insurance involved. Oh, so, no. So they don't have those people. Now, I for sure have seen them at the Toledo Comic Con. And I asked another friend, but he didn't know the vendors. I, you can you can look these things up online pretty easily, but I don't know anybody off the top of my head. And, wow, he, uh, he got that wild hair real fast. He watched Last Samurai, and then he's like, we are getting one. No, he's really into that. He, no, he's very into... He's watched Last Samurai, I don't know how many times since I've known him, but he's into that kind of stuff i don't even know what to call it like he watches it was um oh gosh the name is escaping me again um but he he's seen lots of old samurai movies and he's into that weird stuff he thought he was a ninja when he was a kid so he took like karate classes and bruce leroy bruce leroy is his name is that the black samurai the black ninja I, I don't know. I, I don't I know. I think so. I'll have to send you a picture. Um, but yeah, he's always been into that stuff. He just so happened to bring it up yesterday again that he wants a samurai sword. And I said, hmm, I wonder how much those are. Maybe I can get them as a gift because Valentine's Day and then his birthday is around the corner. I, if I had to guess, like if I like I'm trying to think back to when I've seen them and I, I thought I would like one of those. Like I texted you today. I wasn't set off by the price so i'm thinking like 120 bucks oh perfect not like 800 now i I, i'm pretty sure that these are not props and that they're real and um when you do find this let me know because then thomas and i can have a duel (laughs) it was was 
so funny. It was so funny. So and and when Thomas gets a new friend, he has to work himself into it. So I didn't say last night, "Oh, Eric can help you with that." I was just like, "Yeah, sure, we'll get one of those." So just it 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 ended up working. You guys have a lot more in common than you than you know. You'll learn over time. But uh, I thought it was really funny. I will have a word with him that he hasn't watched Old Boy, and I realized I sent. I didn't have his number at the time, but I need to send him the YouTube video of whichever we were talking about last week to him. I played it for him. And? He he didn't. He'd never seen it. He had never seen that scene. Yeah, I know. We were in, the, we were in that a long drive-thru at Chick-fil-A, and I, wa- I played it for him. I told you that. I'll, I'll check up with him. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll get to work on this. Um, you guys enjoyed uh, Big Slice. Was it all, did it live up to everything? For me, I loved Big Slice. So I had already had food that day, so I could only eat a little bit when he dropped it off. But I just felt so special that he came and dropped it off. <laughs> and um, so I, I heated it up in the exact directions that he gave me for the next day in the oven. And then, um, so I heated it up in the oven and then I actually put it on a, um, I put a pan on the stove and heated that up and let it like crisp up at the bottom. Oh my God, it was so good. Good. Yeah, uh, Mo was not able to give me a specific time, and I wasn't going to keep texting Thomas. Eat a snack. Don't eat this. Eat a bigger snack. But I'm, I'm glad. It, I'm glad you guys got to try it. And Mo City, he lives, you know, not that far away. So it was glad, so good. Glad it worked out. I did not order pizza on uh, on Friday night. I ordered Mediterranean from a new place near me called La Vie. La Vie. Was it good? Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to judge. Oh. And okay. I had thought this when I ordered Panera. Um, when I've ordered Panera several times, Panera's got like the bags and everything that they can stick it in there to keep it warm or cold or fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they've got like their, their whole operation. Like it's, it's a, it's all in the Panera silo. All the other, um, all the other apps for the most part, um, you've got like independent drivers going to get food and then th- there's a process. Long story short, when I got Panera, I'm like, wow, this tastes so fresh. And then the last time I had it, it reminded me when I order other places, not pizza so much, but other places, I do, as much as delivery has made our lives greater and safer and both businesses and us consumers have adjusted to the, to the COVID things that we have to do and still eat from places that we want to support. We're not getting Mm -hmm. fresh, hot, out of the kitchen um, food. So Mm -hmm. I've got to dial back my expectations and I can't recall at all like anytime I've ordered food and I was like wow this this really wasn't very good but uh what I got from Levee it it tasted great it just felt like leftovers oh mm, fries yeah. were, fries were a little soggy um oh yeah because you got it delivered though yeah yeah and, and I don't yeah. look you you know how long it's gonna take but I know that most of the delivery services are like third party so you're not having somebody um, at the place on the delivery staff, do it like that. Like most pizza places right. have done for all of our lives There's a third party, you know, doing the order, picking up the order and it's going to take, like, it's not going to get there in, in 30 minutes. So you're, yeah. you, what you're, what you're getting in convenience, the trade-off is often, um, hot, fresh food. And I know that. And you know, it's just something you have to deal with. So I'm not going to judge them, but man, I, I, I got to get in there and do some shawarma fries. That, I mean, those, ever since you said that, I'm thinking of shawarma fries and it sounds really good. There are some foods that I won't get delivered. So like Chick-fil-A, because their fries get really soggy. Yes, I still eat Chick-fil-A. Their fries are soggy 
at McDonald's or something, it's going to be old and kind of gross. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't really get those things delivered. Yeah. The, the time I had that Panera, I was like, wow, this is delicious. It tastes just like when I eat it at the restaurant and mm -hmm. you don't really get that. And again, this is, you get convenience, you get, you get delivery from places you never could have imagined before, but what you're giving up is hot, fresh food. So. See, I got Panera delivered once um, and it was cold, but that was because I didn't know it was outside. Like they <laughs> didn't ring, they didn't ring my doorbell or anything. And so I'm like, oh, my food is not here. Um, and I couldn't follow it for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and I was like, let me just check. And I went to the door and looked and it was right there on the on the ground, like just sitting there. <laughs> and so it was cold. <laughs> um. Uh, our friend Maj has helped me with your Netflix problem. My Netflix problem? Your $2 increase. Oh, our friend Maj has helped. I mean, on, her and I have been speaking all morning, and I'm like, I owe you drinks and flowers and everything in between. She's fantastic. So I didn't I, I didn't get the, the price increase notification, but I guess it's for people who allow multiple users on their Netflix. And for me, it's just one TV at one time, I guess. So it's, it's still 1299, but yours was going to go up to, to like 18 or so. So what did you guys talk about? I, I didn't know that at all. I, I'm oh, going to have to drop my mom. Thomas can get his own. I mean, we share a household, so we really, he, nope, no that's way. What, that's what Maj said. I guess if you have multiple users, um, if you allow them on one account, you you pay more, and that makes sense because you're you're streaming more. And you know this can go back to people sharing their Netflix passwords for years and years, and now some of that's uh, coming, some of that's coming back to catch up with people. No way, I, uh, mom's gonna have to go. We live in a different household, and then Thomas won't need his because he has mine. So we only have we'll only need one account. What for? Eighteen dollars a month for Netflix. Wow. Jesus. No. Maj, um, obviously I said before we hopped on the podcast that I'm getting my COVID vaccine tomorrow, but I was coordinating the vaccine for the entire agency because everybody is in, in the field. Like we're all either at the center or in the field working face to face with people and we have to. So, um, I coordinated for the majority of the agency to receive the vaccine. And there was just it's it's complicated. Maj doesn't even work in that department, but I knew that she would maybe be able to give me suggestions or point me in the direction of who I need to talk to. She went ab above and beyond that, which I appreciate so much. It's complicated because the health department, like they're only doing what they can with what they're given, if that makes any sense. And so when we when I originally applied for the organization to receive the vaccine, um, I hadn't heard anything from them. So I, I figured out who I needed to email. I emailed and I said, can you tell me, can you give me some updates on our application? It's been about a week's time. Like, you know, cause we're phase one a also like we're, we're all phase one a. And, um, you know, she was that the, what, the person responded, but she responded at like 10 PM on a Friday. And it was for people to get registered and receive their vaccine the next day on a Saturday. And I'm just like, there's no way that I'll be able to coordinate with everybody in that short time frame. So I had to like nicely respond to her and say, I'm sorry, I, I won't be able to make this work. It's just too short notice. Is there anything else you can give me that gives me a little bit more notice? And uh, they never responded. Right, rightfully so. They're really busy. Like I can under no, I mean, props to the health department, 100%. 
Um, so I reached out to Maj. It had been like a week and a half. And I said, hey, I sent an email to this person. Haven't heard back. Can you help me or do you have a suggestion? And literally within five minutes, I got a registration link for all of my employees for tomorrow. And I was just like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, this is great. Um, so Maj has been fantastic. And she could have told you that she could have told you why your Netflix was going up as well. She didn't actually she must not have known. I mean, I've, I guess I'm not bothered by it. Like two bucks is two bucks. But you're pay, if you're paying 12 and now I'm paying almost 20. Yeah. That's two, ridiculous. Mom's two, got to I'm giving her the boot. You hear that, Mary? She listens to the podcast. You're getting the boot. Two, two bucks. So yours is eight. So two bucks. I, I think I, like, like that's like a 10 or 12 percent increase. That's that's a big deal. <laughs> um, and I, I've been reading streaming stuff a, a lot lately, like who's doing what and how many people have added what since last March and all these things. Because we got we got big bill. I think the I think I read that the average person. Uh, subscribes to at least three, usually four streaming services. And I don't even know if that, it feels like Netflix is, is a part of our life right now and you'll never cancel it. But do like, you, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Do you know what we got that I actually love so much? We got YouTube TV. Really? Love it. We get, um, I, I bought, I, I pay for Sling and I've right. had Sling for probably a couple of years because we don't pay for cable. And I really liked it. And Thomas was like, let's try YouTube TV. And I'm, I don't want to. And I did try it and I love it so much more. So I think we're going to get rid of Sling. I'm, I hope it has everything that you want on there. I know. I know. Hopefully, hopefully so. But moral of the story, I'm booting my mom off of Netflix. Hopefully if it, but there's no point in booting her off if they're not going to take, give me my two bucks back or like, you know, for the next month, they won't charge me two bucks. You can find out. Um, <laughs> From Maj. More tech stuff. Did you, I didn't, I should have asked her this. Have you been able to get back into Facebook? Because you got, I guess everybody got booted some point over the weekend because of something under the hood that was probably nefarious uh, in some way, but we still keep feeding the Facebook beast. But you had, you set this account up 17 years ago and you didn't have the original <laughs> password? No, no. And it goes, it, it's, Part of just me procrastinating, me being lazy, me not being tech savvy, all of those things all at once. So I think it was just iPhone users that got booted out of Facebook on Friday. Um, I was one of them. And what also freaked me out, because I didn't realize that I was the only one until I saw a TikTok. So then naturally I went to another, I entertained myself with another site and I was on TikTok and there was a girl who made a video and she goes, so I'm not the only one that got booted out of Facebook. And there were like thousands of comments. And so I Googled it and sure enough, it was a big worldwide thing. Um, but what freaked me out was at the exact same time that I got booted out of Facebook, the lights at our property flickered, like my apartment lights flickered. And I text my mom and I'm like, did your apartment lights flicker? And she said, yes. And I'm like, that's weird. But I get that it, they're not that correlated. But anywho, wait, um, hold on one second. I just got a bad accident. I got to throw out there. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. We'll uh, we'll come back to that uh, momentarily. All right. So let, let's jump ahead here. Have you been able to retrieve your? Uh, not account? retrieve. Uh, yeah. Have you been able to get back into Facebook? No. So what? So what I had to do because I didn't have access. I had two emails on Facebook. 
had the email that I started with like in 04 and then I had another email that I had in like 07 and I don't have access to either of them because it was like a link to our cable at the time. Like, I don't know if you ever remember, it was SBC Global. I do, yeah. So I had that and then the other one was Roadrunner. So I had that and um, so I don't have access to either of those emails. So what I had to do was I had to give them, luckily they, it's, I hope, because I don't even know if this is accurate. So I had to give them my current email address and they said, okay, where can we reach, reach you then to verify your account and help you retrieve it? And so I gave them my email address and then I had to like scan my picture ID, yep. which is, which is similar. Okay. So then if you're okay, then maybe I wasn't cheated. So I had to scan my picture ID and then I had to submit it. And so I had to confirm both and then submit it. And it said it typically takes them about 24 hours but that would mean that on Saturday I should have gotten access to my page and I still haven't gotten access and it's Monday. And I tried to do it again. Like I tried to do the same thing and it gives me an alert and says, oops, you've already downloaded your ID. We'll contact you short. You know, we'll contact you as soon as we can or something of that nature. So it wouldn't even let you submit it again. So you're in the queue. I guess so, but it's, I'm like, oh my gosh, I would, honestly, I would feel so upset if I lost my um, Facebook account because I have consistently had it since I was like 14 and it's got all my, like we're in a digital time now. So all of my pictures, vacation pictures, pictures of dad, like I, I have like next to nothing um, outside of that. I don't even get pictures printed anymore. I've started to. Um, cause I realized that's important, but before that it was all whatever I shared. Um, so I'm like, oh my gosh, please don't. And I love it when they remind me of memories that I've had over the last couple of years. And so I'm hoping that I can get it back. Cause I would be really upset if I didn't have, if yeah. I had to make a new one. And I also, I mean, there's tons of friends that I could care less about anymore. But it's the, um, archi- it's the archive, like you've already described. Yeah. It's the archive that we've created on Facebook. Yeah, and I'd feel so bummed because originally I they were saying, sorry, we can't help you. You'll have to create another account. And then I went back and I found another way to go about it. And they said that they could help me. So um, I'm hoping that I can get back in. I'll feel so sad if I so. And can you also check my page to make sure nobody's sharing like porn or anything on there? Because I know that that was something that had happened is that when people were logging back in, there were still some things wrong with it. And something happened with my phone just last night that freaked me out. And I'm just like, what is happening right now? And it involved um, adult adult content. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, uh, uh, well, Russ had said this morning, he sent it out an email that people were sharing like Bitcoin nonsense on some of the station pages. So I guess somebody took advantage of an opportunity with Facebook over the weekend and started to do this. I'm checking your page now. Um. Nope, I just see you holding a corgi. Okay, good. Then that was the last one. And that picture was rough, by the well, way. I but post- I was like, they well, deserve. I- you guys deserve a shout out. I post a lot of stuff on your page. Holy shit. I don't post anything. So that's, yeah. by the way, you, I, I don't, like, you have really stepped up the content. So that's why um, I remember you, ta- when you tagged us in that Instagram post the other day that just showed how many interactions we've had. I was like, that's because our content has stepped up, like, a thousand percent but um 
anywho, yeah, I don't really share much on my page all the time. So I was like, I hope there's not porn on there. Because yesterday I was just randomly searching internet stuff. Thomas and I were talking about wedding stuff. And so I was searching some things on the internet and then my page automatically refreshed to like adult content. And I said, where, what is this? What is happening? And well, so I turned it off and restarted it. And I don't know. I will be, I will be eagle eyed to make sure there is no porn on your page. It's not like I could get rid of it. <laughs> like I can't even get to my page. Right. No, I, I've heard people lose their page before um, because of, glitches like this i get a sense you'll be okay though because it's not like anything happened you just can't get back into it so i but i i know the headache that it can be a girl i was dating a couple of years ago um they want facebook wanted to kick her off because she wouldn't put her last name on it was just oh wow s period and i guess she had kept it like that so that certain people couldn't X, find her. X or something couldn't find her. So yeah, it's a, we need your we need your driver's license and something else to verify that this is you, or else we're going to take this away from you. So yeah, yeah. And I I I'm just like, please let this happen. I don't. I mean, I just don't. I don't want to start another page. No, really. I, I just. I, I think you'll be good. It just might require a little patience. And I know it's a it's a bit more peaceful of a world after you know since we've moved beyond the election stuff. And you're not posting stuff anyway, so just take it as some some time of harmony, uh, a, a social media disconnect. You know what it's what it has done though that I didn't that I don't necessarily like. I don't I can't tell you how many times I go to like 13 ABC or Channel 11 to just read what's what the, what's being talked about. And I went to my weather app a couple like yesterday to see if there was an update on the. Um, snowstorm and it said that it it took the first alert days down so it didn't say that it was a first alert day anymore and I said oh I wonder if that something has changed so I went to Facebook I can't even tell you how many times I've continued to go to Facebook forgetting that I can't get in look at that <laughs> they they have us hook line and sinker it is absolutely behavioral right now I would love to know what would happen if uh if Facebook said we're gonna charge now and it's only and and we're only gonna charge like 299 a month um, I'd like to see people would be outraged, but yeah. I, I'd be fa- they, like, like we talked about with, um, with Netflix and drugs. Uh, <laughs> and I remember like, and this is almost like 10 years ago. Now I worked for a guy, his daughter was 13 or 14 at the time, maybe a little younger uh-huh. and she was getting close to driving age. And this is when Facebook really started to like go like nuclear with its popularity. I said, I bet yep. your daughter would rather have Facebook than get her driver's license because you live your life there. Yeah. I, I mean, I was 14. I I had MySpace and Facebook at the same time. So I was about 14 years old. I still remember we were all still living in the house. Like my parents were still married. Like, it was a, a long time ago. And I still have that account. Like you could probably go back to my profile picture. My very first one was like when I was 15 in high school at homecoming, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you scroll back, you'll get all the way back to my skinny days, <laughs> but it's just, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to see it go. And I could have sworn I changed my password at one point. Cause I was like, okay, Alex, well at least change your password. Um, but all of the passwords, even I still remember the original password I picked in 04. Like I don't not know it. I know it. It's just not working. And neither is the passwords that I've used for other, like Instagram has a password that I, a current one 
Um, Snapchat has a current one, like all the other sites have current ones. So I could easily get into those. So, and I read that other people say, were saying their password wasn't working either. Yeah. So they just literally can't get in. Had you ever changed it since the first time you started it? I thought I did, but I might not have. So I don't, because nothing is working. I've been using the one that I had since I started it. Um, and it kept saying not working. So then I typed in the one that I have for all the other social medias and that says not working. And I know some of the ones that I have in between, but I do still know the password that I had when I started it. It has to do with my number, my basketball number in high school. <laughs> yeah, I remember there was a, I, I think there was a lot of upgrades, obviously, in, in that that time period. I do remember that there was something, I don't know, 2008, 2009 or 10, where we all had to run to Facebook Friday night into a Saturday morning to get our username, like at, oh, geez. after the dot com slash Oh. Um, especially as like a, a radio station back then. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to guess that like if your password hasn't changed since then, they made some kind of security update that made all those initial passwords um, obsolete. But I, I'm confident that you'll get it back. It might be a bit of a headache, but again, enjoy the peace. And if there's any good memes, I'll just, I'll text you. I, I was trying to find the one where Bernie was um, in a J. Cole album cover, like sitting on the, or no, that was Drake. Was it Drake or J. Cole? I don't know. I don't remember. But I, there was a couple and I'm like, I want to find these and send them to you. And I couldn't. So it's okay. They're out there on yeah. other internet spots. Yeah. Um, waiting for, uh, so Max's mom, her name is Lisa. She's uh, picking him up and we'll try to connect with them as we can. Um, let me play. So the, the local stories were, were obvious, but uh, it also made CNN. So let me play that for you. A little eight-year-old in Ohio was so moved after learning about an officer dying in the line of duty. He went and raised thousands of dollars for the family. Max Tickemeyer set up a hot chocolate stand outside his home in Toledo. Officer Brandon Stalker's family and his colleagues, they stopped by, and Max somehow raised $13,000. Hmm. I heard he died and they had a, a little one and a seven-year-old. He's a young man, yet he understands what's going on in his community, and he thinks about everyone else above himself. This just blew my mind, truthfully, to see this many co people come out and give so much and not even think twice. So it's a real testament to our city and the people that live in it. And get this, he's done this before. In July, he raised $1,000 selling lemonade to help the family of a different fallen officer. Let's hope that's the last time he has to... Uh sell drinks uh for a long long time at least for uh, a, a tragic cause like this so yeah um, that's i mean good for him i mean i hope we get to speak to him i'm excited for that yeah um let me ask you this and and mm -hmm. you you know you always have the green light to be critical of me bethany certainly knows <laughs> she has the green light and takes much advantage of it <laughs> maybe one day you'll have a lady and she'll want to take a bath um <laughs> anyway so I don't think I, I I'm not a don't you know who I am kind of person. Um, I've never pulled the do you know who I am card. There's been times where maybe it was I, I I presented myself with with lousy context or with a bad tone, and somebody thought something off of me. But I have never like in itself said don't you know who I am like that. I will never ever ever do that. that that's just not me. Um, would you agree that I, I mean, I like to think that I'm 
in, in most cases, I'm rather modest. I don't advertise. Um, no, you're completely modest. Yeah, no, you're you're the opposite of don't you know who I am? Yeah, if I'm someplace and I'm like wherever I am, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm modest and reserved. And mm-hmm. if people like today, I, I had a call with somebody. Um, granted, she was an older woman um, about maybe being on on the board of a place, and she mm-hmm. didn't know who I am. And she's like, "So what do you do?" I'm like, "I work in radio." Like I didn't I didn't give details or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing like. Mm-hmm. I, I do a morning or whatever it was, but, um, and I'm, I'm very much against, don't you know who I am? I th- I think most people find the average person finds it revolting because mm-hmm. we're disconnected from people, from celebrities and rich people enough as it is. And for you to go to somebody somewhere who probably makes one, one hundredth of what you do, do you know who I am? I mean, it's a total, it's a jerk move except for one time. <laughs> Tell us, please. So I didn't please. do it, but I, I had just seen this not that long ago. So Larry King died. Yeah. Okay. I, I was never a Larry King fan. And I guess some of the, the, the fun interviews of, and people are not wrong. Many, many massively famous people have died in a very short period of time over the last handful of months. Alex Trebek, no, no worse than like, the fifth greatest baseball player to ever live on Friday, Hank Aaron. Um, and again, a lot of these people, this isn't a lot of COVID stuff, just some sad circumstances, but also very old people. Larry King was like 87 years old. Right. A lot of people you probably could have played, is Larry King still alive? And they would not know. Mm-hmm. I was never a fan, so let me just get to this. He had some good interviews with Donald Trump and Lady Gaga. Um, but Larry King is a peer of many of the people that he interviews. And in this one time, do you know who I am fit? Lasted how long? Nine years. 180 episodes. You gave it up, right? I did. They didn't cancel you. You canceled them. You're not aware of this? No, I'm I'm asking you. You think I got canceled? Are you under the impression that I got canceled? I hurt you, Jerry. I thought that was pretty well documented. Is this still CNN? Don't most shows go down a little? Most people do also. But... Yeah, no, I, I went off the air. I was the number one show on television, Larry. You were Do you know who I am? <laughs> Jewish guy, Brooklyn. Yes. Okay. 75 million viewers last okay. episode. Boy, you don't it take like it so canceled. bad. Well, that's a, a big difference between being canceled and being number one. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll be right back. Jeez. So I guess there were times that Larry was like a little out of it during some of these interviews. And maybe this was one of these times that was Jerry Seinfeld. He was out promoting the B movie in 2007. And I had just seen that not that long ago. And I was like, do you, don't you know who I am? And it was deserving. You think so? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I... yeah. I mean, well, cause you're too young. I apologize. <laughs> I but- was- I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> Seinfeld went off the air, I think, in 98 or 99. And and it definitely had more more steam left to go. He just wanted to end the show. And he was... And Larry should have known that, unless he was just completely out of it. Like, I guess some of these interviews he was. And I, I've always been a, a Seinfeld fan. And when I saw that for the first time, I'm like, that's the first ever deserving, don't you know who I am? I guess so. I don't know. But, well, yeah. Okay, it's fine. I don't have a criticism of this one because I think I'm too far removed from it. It's possible. I just maybe. And yeah. So there's that. Um, it's happening. Like, I think uh, actually later on, 
you do you know who Kevin Mullen is? No. He wears a bow tie. He's the only person in Toledo that wears a bow tie. Um, Kevin. <laughs> hey, Peter. <laughs> Petey says, "Fuck his bow tie." <laughs> um, we should give Petey a bow tie. <laughs> you gave him a tie. He's got like a Browns tie or something. Thomas home? No, I don't. There's probably the mail is here, and he, there's a like you can hear him in the hallway opening the doors. So Kevin Mullen uh, does a lot of marketing. I don't know who he is with now. He hops around a lot, but maybe uh, you do know him. I think you would know him if you saw him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Kevin, a couple of years ago, bought a fire truck and started pouring beer out of it. And I think it's called Ladder Four One Nine. And he's made a, a good little cause out of it. And today he was uh, he was or is going to be, depending when you're listening to this, um, was going to be a part of the Kelly Clarkson show. <gasps> Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, so Kevin does great things for the community, so it was great to see him rewarded in such a fashion. And I wonder now, with all the bad stuff that, that Ellen got that got caught up in over the summertime, if more people are going to go to Kelly's show than Ellen's? Because we haven't heard much Ellen stuff for a while. There's also, um, on there was a, I saw it live, but the Rachel Ray show, there was a young lady from Bowling Green on the Rachel Ray show today. But it really? was really... It was a repeat, yeah. What did that girl do, do you know? She had lost a lot of weight. Um, I, I think that was really it. She just, she had lost a ton of weight and she got like a makeover. Got it. Um, and at first I couldn't tell that she was from Bowling Green, but then she had on a BGSU t-shirt and she was running on campus. I could tell that she was on their campus. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. It's local. Um, it was from a couple months ago, like when COVID first started. I think I remember hearing about it. Yeah. Um, let me do an updated traffic, and then I've got another story which uh, turns my stomach. I'm sorry. Sorry for all uh, uh, jumbled today. No, oh, that's fine. Did I uh, catch up with, did I get all the other, the, the rest of your weekend stuff? Did we clear that out of the way? I think so. I, um, I, we, I had to go, I was looking for, oh my God, so random, a coat rack. And so I went to Target and got mom out and walking because she's been having a hard time after her accident, so... Um, and my sister-in-law met me with my nephews. And so it ended up being more of us than intended, but it was still fun. My nephew is sporting a man bun now. Mm, how do you feel about that? He's telling his favorite person in the entire world is Thomas. So it's pretty funny because Thomas has a man bun. And so, um, now Colin wants a man bun and he's very sassy and he's like, auntie, don't boss me around. And I'm like, Colin, get in the car. Get in your car seat. Don't boss me around. Like, your man oh. bun. Your man bun doesn't give you strength, little boy. <laughs> he's just like, and he doesn't. He calls it a ponytail. So he's like, I got a ponytail, but he's getting a haircut in a couple days. Um. So here's the the story that sickens my stomach. Um. I don't know if they caught this guy because I did see another story that this is from 13 ABC, but I saw another story on NBC 24 uh, that said someone was caught who was charged with robbery. I don't know if it's the same person, but um, so last week, three different gas stations in West Toledo were robbed. Mm-hmm. The suspect, described as a slender black male, gets a cup of coffee, goes to pay for it. When the clerk opens the drawer, he then throws the hot coffee in the clerk's <gasps> face, grabbing the money and fleeing on foot. Uh. Um, and th- this hurts my heart. Like, I get it. You you want to steal some cash. And you know what? Fine. Take the money. And I'm sure I, that these attendants will just give you the money um, mm-hmm. and, and whatever else. 
But when you throw that coffee in somebody's face, you're you're potentially ruining their lives. And I don't mean right. like, why didn't you stop this person from 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 robbing the gas station? Like they they might have third degree burns and and need like facial reconstruction. You right. might blind Eyesight, them. Yeah. yeah like, by doing that, you could have devastating consequences. And oh yeah, by the way, so in addition to uh, when they catch you getting charged with robbery, who know who knows what else they will charge you with, depending on how badly someone is injured, that could keep you in jail that much longer. Um, for keep you in jail that much longer for a period of time. And this just like this just hurts. Take take the money. Fine, I don't like that, but don't throw the coffee in somebody's face. That's awful. I mean, that's. I know, and it just... Oh, wait. I, Hold on. Lisa and Max? Hey, you have Lisa here right now. Hi, Lisa. I thought I heard something in the background. I said, hmm, what's that? There you go. We'll come back to the crazy coffee guy. Hi, Lisa. Hi, how are you guys? I'm good. Uh, I'm Eric. That's Alex. Thanks for joining us. Hey, no problem. We just got on, and uh, we have one headset, so we're going to kind of go back and forth. Totally cool. Totally cool. So, um, you've got to be super proud of Matt. Oh, first things first. How do you correctly pronounce your last name? It is Titkemeyer. Titkemeyer. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, so how did this all happen? How did you create this little boy who wanted to do such a, a great thing? <laughs> it takes both my husband and I. He, from day one, has just been just he has a heart of gold. It's unexplainable. Oh. And his his mission in life is to make everybody happy and to help others besides himself. Um, when this happened in the summertime with Officer Dia. Um, how did that all transpire? Did he did he see it on TV and say, Mom, I want to do this? What happened there? Basically, he had seen it on TV and heard that he had two boys the same age as both my sons. And we were sitting at dinner, and he said, Mom, let's do a lemonade stand for them. And, well, there and behold, the next day we were out there, and he comes up with these ideas, and my husband and I follow through and make it happen for him. And support him 100%. How did, how did, this, how did this one happen? Similarly, but... It obviously turned into a much bigger venture than the first one. It, his small idea turned into something we could have never imagined. And the community of Toledo, it was all because of them as well. Mm-hmm. For them coming out and donating and helping him raise everything, it was just, there's no words to express our gratitude for the city of Toledo right now. Sure. Um, I'm curious. Here's the odd questions that I like to ask. And thanks again for joining us. Um, what kind of hot chocolate was it? <laughs> it- it was Swiss Miss. Swiss Miss? <laughs> the best yep. kind. It was extra loaded, though. My mom spent at least 12 to 14 hours in the kitchen making it, keeping it going. So a oh, huge good. thanks to her for making this. It was a family was effort. It definitely was. Um, and I told my husband last night, I said, doing this as a family exceeded my expectations and showing our children that this is, there's so much good in the life. And yeah. Max has a way of it being a dark room and finding that light somewhere in the room and making everything okay. When did you guys realize on Saturday that um, somebody's going to have to go to Costco or something? <laughs> we, so many people offered to go to Costco. We had friends um, from our his school, the school community, stepped up and helped us. And people were making runs. Officers were bringing um, hot cocoa and cups and lids. And it definitely was a village to make this happen for this family. And... Like I said, we, we can't express our gratitude for the city of Toledo for making this, making this what it was, and the response. Yeah. The, the amount that he raised is just—we're still speechless. I was speechless. I heard about that earlier um, today, and I'm just—I was—I was blown away. Um, 
by that and how that how you how something like that could even happen you know in potentially a residential neighborhood but it it happened and you're right it has everything to do with the city of Toledo I think we've had a really difficult we've had a really difficult year um and your son you know he's 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 just a boy so he's just a little kid and yeah yeah managing those emotions and and finding a way to execute something for your family, for the community, and for the family of Officer Stalker is amazing. I'm excited for this young man's future, and I hope. I know we cannot wait to see where he goes on <laughs> Friday. On Friday, he did an interview with one of the stations, and he had said that there's just a lot of tough times right now, and mm-hmm. people need the help. And he he said it just right, and that's what all he wants to do is help people and make wow. this world a better place. He's uh, he's off to a really good start at eight so far. He's done a lot more at eight than many people have done at twenty-eight and thirty-eight. <laughs> that's that's not to slam other people. Max is just no. a- ahead of the curve. Can no. I? Is it okay to ask you uh, what school you guys are connected to to give them a shout out for helping out? And if you don't want to, that's totally fine. I understand. No, we go to um, St. Pius X. Um, it's okay. in just a little school in Toledo. It's a little Catholic mm-hmm. private school, and um, they help share these posts and get the word out and the families came out to support him and they were the ones that stepped up and stayed and the students, his friends wanted to jump in and help out. And it just, it was an amazing thing to witness over the weekend and something that we will forever hold heart or hold tight in our hearts forever. I know you're proud. You must be proud. We are very proud. I, the tears keep coming. Just I, mm-hmm. his heart, I can't explain it. And mm-hmm. you have your trolls out there on social media, of course. <laughs> and if they would yeah. just take one look in his eyes, they would know that, he is a real kid and he is, he's just, yeah. there's just no words. Lisa, mm-hmm. is St. Pius, um, is it off of Monroe? And I guess it's considered Old yes. Orchard, but you have yep. a, you have like boatloads of leaves in the fall? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I was there not long ago with my friend uh, Jen Wakefield. We did a presentation to the middle schoolers. I work with the Lucas County Suicide Prevention Coalition. And uh, we, we did a presentation in the gym uh, with the middle schoolers. But maybe I saw Max that day. It seems like a great community they have there. It's No, they are amazing. The, it's more of a family unit than anything. And they're always there to help one another. And that's the one thing that we love about the school. It's a small school and it's one class per grade. And mm-hmm. if you're in first grade, you'll have eighth grade families supporting you. The teachers came out to support Max. And it was just really cool to witness everything. And... You are correct on the leaves, and I remember hearing you on the radio about the leaves. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the school I grew up in, where it was one class. It was one grade school as well, and it was really small. And I think my graduating class was like 14 kids or 15 kids. So we all knew everyone. Um, that's amazing. Good for Max. Yep, and this year's a little different. They stay in their classrooms most mm-hmm. of the day. and uh, But they just the connection that they all have is it's amazing. We made the right choice for sure. Um what's uh what's what's next i mean do you guys have any more interviews lined up is there a are you looking for real estate to open a hot chocolate place we don't know um the outpouring of people reaching out to us right now is it's overwhelming um cnn just did a story on him um that came out earlier today good morning america has contacted me good good um I just, I can't believe it's, it has taken off the way it is. So we're going to kind of just go day by day. He is still an eight year old. He's a kid. Yeah. Um, he deserves to play and be a kid. So we're trying not to overstep it with him and burn him out, but he, we don't know what's next. Yeah. Just take he could it. definitely open up his own hot chocolate store. <laughs> and yeah. He would succeed beyond belief. 
Mm. Um, I'm curious, again, more random questions. What was he charging? Obviously, people were probably getting much, 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 much more. But what was what was the cost to get the foot in the door there? There was no cost. He nope. would people would ask, and he would say, "It's just a donation of your liking." Awesome. Oh wow. Um, Sorry, is, is, the dogs are getting. They're can Max out. hear us right now? He cannot, but I can put him on here for you. Yeah, can we can grab him for him. a second? Oh yeah, absolutely. Hello. Hi, Max. Hi, Thank- Max. Hi. Thanks for doing all this. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> what's uh, how? What was school like today? Now that you're you're kind of super famous. Well, everybody's like, I saw you on the news. <laughs> <laughs> Can you move your feet? Did you sign any autographs or anything, or did anybody want to take selfies with you? I'm just gonna. Do uh, no. 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 I- I'm sure that'll come. Max, you're like you're like Toledo's own Avenger. You should you should get yourself like a superhero costume. Max, did you see yourself on TV at all? Yes. What did you think? Was it was it kind of weird? No. No. The spotlight shines bright, and you'll take it, right? <laughs> what uh, what what things do you like? Do you like superheroes? Do you play games? What what kind of things are you into? Well, I'm into like, like building stuff, like riding my longboard. Ooh, got it. Well, thanks again for doing this. We appre- the whole community appreciates it, and for you to do this without any kind of prodding and just want to do it—that's that's awesome. We are super impressed, and we're happy to have you here. And thank you for doing that. You're welcome. Mom, Lisa, can we have you back? Yes, you might. Thank you, Toledo. Perfect. Aww. It's mom. Uh, welcome back. He's a little, um, he gets a little camera shy. You know, How sweet. Shy. I think it's so <laughs> sweet. He's clearly still a kid. And I think that that, you yeah. know, what I mean? it just makes it, it makes it just so much more powerful what he did and what he wants to continue to do. What he the- definitely, he stood out there for those two days. Uh, the last day was very bitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he would see some of his friends going off and play in the backyard and he he stood his guard the entire time and not once complained. Wow. I know this is kind of hard to explain because good parenting is, is kind of intrinsic. How did you get him to where he is? Because it's not like necessarily like a normal kid thing. Maybe like 12 or 13. They'd see right. something on the internet and go, Mom, I want to do this. But he's eight. Like yep. he, uh, he might need help in the bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> Right. No, we, um, my husband and I are the type of people who we are always, we were raised to give and to help back with our community. And from day one, that's what we've shown our kids and volunteering and wanting to help other families in need, you know, even just taking old toys to Goodwill or Salvation Army, helping them and the soup kitchen, things like that. Awesome. Um, so he, it's just, it's his way of, that's how he knows. Mm. That's how he knows life. And unfortunately that there's some bad times and we don't shelter them from everything. I think it's mm-hmm. very important for them to see and have their own opinion and voice on things. Even though they're, cause we have a five-year-old as well, but he, he's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely a five-year-old boy. Well, but I hope one day that he follows in his brother's footsteps and Max is such a good role model for him. And I mean, for even kids who are, like you said, 12, 13 years old. And I really hope that his story and his, act of kindness can truly, mm-hmm. truly just spread some light. Mm-hmm. For sure. We certainly needed it. And uh, thanks for hopping on with us. 
Um, no problem. Could you, uh, could you, if you, uh, we can, you can do this just on your phone. If you could do that recorded thing, just the script Absolutely. that I gave you, or if you want to modify yep. it at all, say whatever, we'll dress it up and, um, I'll share it with our other radio stations here and they can put their things on it. So we, uh, so we get Max out there everywhere and, and give him the, the thanks for, for what he did and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, uh, Toledo, the city of Toledo had a huge role in this and we are forever thankful for them. And seeing the city unite as one over the weekend is just, it was remarkable. It was a beautiful thing to see and meet the officer's family was even, it was very, I'm so sorry. (laughs) That's okay. At least my kid's not screaming in the backyard. <laughs> we uh, we played the CNN uh, thing that you sent my way before uh, you hopped on with us, and, and I'll, I'll say it again. I hope uh, I hope the next time Max has to uh, do something like this is for uh, a much better reason and, yeah. and not such a right. tragic one. Yep, absolutely. I mean, he's a go-getter. He wants to constantly go, 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 and he was begging Friday night after school this past Friday to come home and start it. And Wow. But at the same time, like I said, he's just a kid, and... He was up at 5.30, ready to go Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, uh, an ambitious entrepreneur, at least uh, at least in this case, to do some good for the community. If And if yep. he is that ambitious, I would say grab a rake on September 1st in your neighborhood, <laughs> and yeah. it will pay for... Alex, I'm not a kidding. A shovel tomorrow. <laughs> does he like shoveling, Lisa? He does. They um, both my kids actually love help me to, or help my husband in the yard and do all that kind of fun stuff. He can build. He can build a little contraption where he uses like a remote control car to shovel folks' driveways or something. He said he likes to build. Skills. I think. Yes, building yeah. forts is a huge thing, and he constructs oh and makes, draws out his plans for them. And good for him. What's yes, he wanna, he's a good kid. Do, do you, does he know what he wants to be when he grows up? He said he wants to be a police officer or oh. to help other people. So I can see him uh-huh. creating some nonprofit organization to help the world in some way, someplace, or run the state of Ohio someday. <laughs> he's going to do something big. And we just, every day he teaches us the beauty of life too. And yeah, he's well, a special kid and, He's just special. Well, he's going to do those big things because he got some great parenting. So thanks for uh, thanks Thank for you. everything. Um, we'll let you go now. And if you could, uh, if you want to record that on your phone and just email it off yep. to me, I would really appreciate it. Absolutely. And I'll send it back to you before we throw it on the air. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Of course. Story. Thanks, Lisa. Have a good have a good day. Yep. You Bye. too. Bye-bye. Bye. Look at that. Petey the weenie. Why would you do that? Bark during these that nice lady talking about her son. Look at that. We should all uh, we should all have parents like that and turn out like that. I just don't I don't like if I if I can I mean I'm not I'm old whatever. If I can think back to when I was 8, I don't I think I was more worried about like beating up my brother than you know what I mean? I don't remember. I re- right. Like did you it, did you pee on the toilet seat again? <laughs> I mean, not that men don't, still don't do that, but like you've got to be, be told when you're eight that that's. I would that's forget wrong. to flush all the time. Right. right. But um, yeah, good for him. And just hearing him, he's still a kid, and he's still, you know what I mean. That innocence is there, but then it's not there because he understood the severity. He understood the weight of what happened. That's. Yeah, you know, and good for his parents for for yeah. explaining that and yeah. messaging it, um, because you don't want to you don't want to shield him kids. from it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's the, uh, what's the line that I love that I read a couple of years. You don't want to protect your kids. You want to prepare them. Yeah. Cause they're going to hit adversity 
when they get to whatever age and you're not going to be able to do anything about it. And you're just going to have to hope your hard work paid off. And I think, I think it certainly will for Lisa and her husband will with Max. I hope that this makes it to Ellen. Cause I think when it makes it to Ellen, it becomes like worldwide and yeah. not, not for the sake of like, I mean, obviously you still want him to be a kid, but like, you know, sometimes people have goodness in their heart because they know heartache. And so fam, especially a, a young man and nobody knows what, what his family is going through. And we know the stalker family is obviously going through just trauma at the moment. And so seeing these, seeing families, I don't know, help each other. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, this is a good reminder, um, especially as we just came through a very acrimonious election season, that right. when everybody puts those signs down, um, we can be really decent human beings to one another. And mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to ask the questions like, what was he charging? Uh, <laughs> and then people just gave from their heart and and, yeah. and certainly, you know, gave and gave a lot because made a thousand for the lemonade stand, 13,000 now. So that's awesome. And I don't know what kind of costs the stalker family will have. And at this point, they're probably not really concerned about it as they grieve. But that money will be helpful. And maybe they'll maybe they'll, they'll say something. We, we don't need it. We'd like to give it to somewhere else. So it's, it's just great that we could come together like that. And that's a, I mean, and that's a real, it's, it, I guess Thomas and I talk about it personally, but just the other day, scary enough, we had a conversation about, you know, if I could be his beneficiary while we're unmarried, once he goes, you know, I'm willing it into existence once he goes into the Toledo police department. And how does that work? Because that's, you know what I mean? It's a dangerous job. Like that's just a, and that conversation was before officer stalker passed. It's just a dangerous position to be in. Uh, it's scary. Yeah. Um, to go back to wrap up, you've got any thoughts on the uh, on, on the coffee criminal, which, like I said, just turns my stomach. No, I mean, I'm just shocked to hear it. And for, I strangely enough, like, I feel like it's possibly more cruel. Yeah. I don't I don't know. It's just cruel. It's like you might as well have thrown acid on their face. Like, it's just and I don't know. That's unfortunate. And I hope did they catch this person? I don't know. Like I said, I saw somebody that was nabbed for some aggravated robbery, and that certainly sounds like it, but um, the two stories didn't link up. And Where I, was I, it again? Uh, da, 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 there was uh, one on... So West Toledo, there was one on on Central, and there was two on Monroe. Like a mm. true north, one I never heard of, and then a, a, a stop and go. Yeah, that's so, scary. That's it sad. sucks. Like, Look, not that anybody listening to us is considering robbing a gas station, but <laughs> like... Put your finger in your pocket and say, give me all the money. <laughs> or in a brown paper bag. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, and like, don't do harm. Don't do irreparable harm to someone's life. There was a robbery at a bank around the corner from where I live. And I, I'm not even kidding. He robbed the bank and then rode off on a bike. <laughs> times are tough maybe his car got repoed <laughs> yeah exactly and this is the country so it's not like there was sidewalks right like he literally rode off on his bike where cars are going down the highway going down the road going 55 miles per hour um last thing uh both now mega millions and powerball were one <gasps> somebody last week once we i think we talked about the 730 million and then the person um it took me a minute to to figure out where because it was very anonymous and very vague. Oh, wait a second! I will save it for tomorrow. No, we have an interview tomorrow. Never mind. Um, <laughs> somebody uh, I think bought the winning ticket at uh, a Kroger in Novi, which is about an hour away from here, and they won uh, a little over a billion dollars. My Good sister, luck. my both of my sisters live in Novi, and I text them both. I'm like, "Did you win the lottery? Because I know you'd slide me a million or two." <laughs> like. 
come on. If they but, want a billion, you, I think you're well within your your sister, your sibling right to ask for like at least five, like a billion dollars. Well, for one of them, I'm a beneficiary. I am also her beneficiary because we're anyway. And so I'm like, if she hit the lotto, then then my uh, my my will, what I get in that will, goes way up because my sisters are older, so they're both in their late forties. Did you happen to read whether or not Michigan was a state where somebody can remain anonymous? I did not. Yeah, I I go back to my thought of last week. Like, I just don't know how you remain that way when you come into that level of money. I would try. I I still, I still maintain that I would probably try to, like, maybe I'd say I won the lottery for a couple hundred thousand. Like, how would they know? I think you can hide that. But when you, when you win for a billion or three quarters of a billion, like, I'm looking at the apartments across the way from here. Like I, 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 I bet it, a lot of lower income people play the lottery, right? Yeah. My um, dad used to play it every day almost. If somebody across the street at the apartments won a billion dollars, I'm going to guess that there would be a change in their spending habits and we'd be able to figure it out. Probably, but I would, yes, most likely. And that's, that's okay. But I would probably admit, like, say I won the lottery, but like just a, just a small amount, like a couple hundred thousand, not enough to where people think they could ask me for money. You know? Yeah, but you're no longer driving. What is that over there? Uh, <laughs> Chevy Cruze? <laughs> my little, my little, little itty bitty compass. Yeah. My compact SUV. Yeah. Um, and you pull up all of a sudden in one of seven or eight uh, Porsche SUVs. G-Wagon. And it's like, hey, did uh, <laughs> heard somebody won the lottery here in Ohio. Did you see that Bob got a Rolls Royce and a Bentley? <laughs> he got both? But- by oh, the man. by the way, mom got a new car and it's fancy. She get her insurance thing taken care of? She kinda. She's she I mean, they're still working on it. The insurance reimbursed for the car rental and she was able to get herself a new lease from Hyundai, thank God, for the gap insurance, um, with a small down payment. Um, but she got a brand new, like off the showroom car. And it's fancy it's only the elantra like it's not it's not even their full-size sedan like it's the compact sedan and it looks like full-blown luxury i was so impressed i'll have to take a picture and show you yeah please do and especially if it's hyundai my brother will be quite delighted i Um, was i was impressed uh, uh, i saw this morning that joe biden reversed um, another one of trump's executive orders this one where trans people we're not allowed to serve in the armed forces. Now they mm. are. Mm. Somebody get Joe an extra pen because he's going to run out of ink for all these executive <laughs> orders. He's writing up. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the. I was thinking about that, and not that I'm not that I'm against it. Like, absolutely do it. Um, but I also never mind. We'll do that another day. Um, but it almost makes your presidency not redundant, but it's like you do all this work for four in Trump's case, four years and others, eight years. And then with this, like with the, what is it? The swift of a pen or like with the swipe of a pen it's done. Like (laughs) I find that to be so strange. I thought the same thing when Trump came into office and I'm just like, there has got to be a different way to do this. I mean, of course, it's a ben- it's at our benefit for people like Trump. Um, and I'm not trying to sound political, but for some of the things that Trump had been in favor of for Biden to then sign off that we're not doing that in- anymore, like 
I don't know. But yeah, it, when you make drastic moves like that with executive yeah. orders, you've got to realize that somebody can undo those very quickly, especially if you're out of office in a very short period of time as he was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't, I, I don't know how true it is because I read it somewhere else, but even he signed something as well that folks could collect unemployment who had to quit their job because they were being put at risk or not because they had to quit their job, not lose their job. Right. Or because their job, they weren't working be, or they're still on the payroll, but they're not working because um, they were concerned about COVID risk right now. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he has a, a plan um, yeah. in, in place. So, Interesting. Um, all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll just see how the week unfolds. Dan Ortiz will be on with us That's tomorrow. Right. And uh, now, after he got a thumbs up from somebody that I know, I'm looking forward to, to talking with him and see where he's going to go with this thing to run for council. Very good. And then Very we. Good. I don't know if you saw it today, but there was an article in the Blade. Um, that is, there's a commission that's been set up to decide whether or not the mayor and the council members get a raise because I don't think they've gotten one mm. um, in like a couple of decades. In fact, during the last, after the downturn, the, the mayor's salary went like 137 to 122. Mm. So. That's a pretty, that's actually a higher salary than I would have expected him to make. For the mayor? Yeah. Do you know what the councilmen, council? They make like 25 or 27. Yeah, um, theirs but, is like part. There's theirs is essentially a second job, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and but and and in the article, it talks about how Dayton, like similar size city, like Dayton and Akron, it's a little bit higher. Um, but I'm sure people will get all bent out of shape if so if public servants get raises in, in a time like this. But there is a professional committee that's examining it. That's good. There's, there's another that brings up another thing that we could talk about at another day. But there's. I do it with my work and within my development plan of um, of excelling to a higher position. Some of the work that some of the extra stuff I do on the side for development, I look into how much money cities make cities get from compared to others for certain kind of work like civil service work and things like that. One of them was Toledo makes you know Toledo has the same population as Dayton, but Dayton got a couple million more in homelessness. Um, Home and monies for home to combat homelessness than Toledo got, but we have the same population of homeless individuals. So how did Dayton get more money than Toledo? Those kinds of things. There's really a discrepancy um, between what cities get and who's advocating for what and who's lobbying for well, what. It's really interesting. And that's the thing. Uh, mm-hmm. One one per one council person or one politician's rightful pet project might not be someone else's. Yeah, and so it it became a project of mine to figure out like what it is, and then potentially start to lobby and advocate for us. And I love it. <laughs> I'll do it. You, an opinion, voicing something? Nah. No. Put it no. on. I, I got asked to be on something else, and um, with the the Jewish Federation, some kind of like programming committee. And uh, the woman that was to speak to me, who I, I we didn't know one another, she's like, "Yeah, they, these people. They said that you've got some really creative ideas, and you're you're happy to share them." I was like, "Yeah." They I wouldn't have been offended if they said I have a loud mouth and I love sharing my opinion because I do. So you know, I I prefer for them to say it the way they said it to you because there's been many of times I the literally somebody told me once that that I need to be quiet more. I need to stop talking and listen more. And I'm like, okay, that was hard for me to hear. I think you and I talked about that once. I'm like, that was really hard for me to hear, but I listened and I, you know, obviously, and I will continue to do those things. And then I felt like I was doing a really good job and I've kind of 
transitioned out of feeling like I need to speak up all the time or be heard. And then I, I can, I'll tell you off air who it was, but somebody said I was getting ready to do a panel and somebody says, well, who's going to be the first to speak? I bet it's Alex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I will not. I was and I was in. I lost you. Don't be the first to speak. Wait, I just lost five <laughs> seconds of you. Um, yeah, I got a call that came in. I was shocked to hear them joke that I was going to be the first one to speak because I had full intentions on not being the first one to speak, and I wasn't. You so. could people could could accuse me of the same thing depending on the setting, and it's timely. And we can wrap up with this. I just wrote something down in my. I have these philosophy notes that I keep <laughs> in my my iPhone, and the last thing that I wrote down was sometimes as a teacher you have to be the one listening. That's true. All right, well, we'll talk tomorrow, and uh, Janet just confirmed as well. So we'll have astrology and council people. Cool. All right, bye. Bye.